This is the first of a two-part episode with Rich Quatroki from Mutari. Rich and I had a great conversation discussing their solution to help enterprises eliminate distractions while saving time and money, filtering spam and robocalls before they reach your users. In this first episode, Rich clearly articulates this growing problem. Enjoy the episode and be sure to catch part two. Let's listen. Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to another informative episode of the His Call Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. We sincerely appreciate you taking the time to join us. On this episode, we're going to discuss a solution to something that has become a big problem. Spam calls and robocalls specifically have become a real problem for all of us. According to an FCC report on robocalls, nearly one half of the calls made to U.S. cell phones in 2019 will be spam. And in fact, I read an article by Forbes recently that claims October 2019 was a record-setting month here in the States. According to telecommunications services company Umail, October was the worst month on record for robocalls. Americans were on the receiving end of a record-setting 5.7 billion spam calls over the course of the month. That's over 2,000 calls received every second. And while it's annoying for us personally, it's a growing problem for businesses hitting the bottom line and impacting productivity. On today's episode, our guest is Rich from our valued partner, Mutari Software. Rich, thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Rich, for those that are not familiar, please tell us more about Mutari, your role, and maybe a quick overview of some Mutari solutions. Sure, I'd be happy to do that. Um, Utari's been around for 30 years now. The company was founded back in 1989. It originally started as an interconnect company called Telcorp and very quickly morphed into a software provider that specialized in solutions, primarily for voice processing. This was back when voicemail was new and an emerging technology. The folks at Butari really got started by writing applications for voice messaging. And back then, I was with a startup that I had sold and found my way to Mutari in 1992. And at that time, Mutari had already written many different applications, uh, one of which really got me excited. Um, I was sitting down with Tracy Powell, who was the founder of the company at the time, and I asked him, what gets you excited? And he told me about an application at the Teamsters Health Clinic uh, in Chicago, where they went ahead and automated medical test results. And what they did, as a Teamsters member, you would get access to an annual physical. So you'd go in, you'd get your annual physical, and then you went back on the job. Now, Teamsters are people who work for a living. These are people who really don't have time to uh, get on. You know, they're, they're not at a desk. They're driving trucks. They're working forklifts. They are on the go all the time. 
So what the clinic did was to allow them to have access to their test results was to call in and use a technology back then called IVR, or Interactive Voice Response. You'd punch in your social security number and they would tell you your test results over the phone. So let's say you had your annual physical, you had your blood tests, they would tell you test results, they were fine, it would give an automated response. If there were something about the test results that required you to talk to a nurse or a practitioner, the system would see that in the test results, and instead of giving you the automated results, it would go ahead and connect you to a healthcare professional. I was blown away by this. This was uh, 1992. You may recall the HIV epidemic was at its peak, and I had just literally gotten a, an insurance test, a Keyman life insurance test for the startup that I had sold, and the year before, uh, they had come to my home. They did this massive test on me. They were taking blood and blood pressure and all of this stuff, vials and vials of blood. The next year, I found a cheaper policy for more money, by the way. It was a bigger death benefit as a key man life insurance policy. And they came to my office, which was far more convenient. But this time they came and they pricked my finger and they only took a few drops of blood. And I was I start, I stopped the guy. I said, listen, <laughs> there's something. You've made a mistake. Last year, you guys came out and took several vials of blood. It was about half the policy amount. You're coming out now and you're taking a couple of drops. And this is a big policy that I'm getting. I think you need to call your supervisor. You've made a mistake. And the guy's laughing at me. And he said, Mr. Kutroki, sir, you have to understand. Medical technology has come so far that we can run all of these tests on you with just a few drops of blood. I said, well, what are you running on me? And he said, well, we're taking your cholesterol, HIV, hepatitis. He went through this whole list and it blew me away. So here I am. I'm talking to Tracy Powell. Tracy tells me about the Teamsters health system that they just built. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow. What if you went ahead and took this blood testing technology where you could take a few drops of blood on filter paper, package it up, and sell it over the counter, marry the IVR technology to it, you would have a way to test for HIV anonymously. So long story short, and about $50 million in fundraising later, we founded a company called Home Access Health. Mutari owned half of it. I was a co-founder with Tracy Powell, and we were off to the races. Uh, and since then, I have been inventing all sorts of technologies to use telecommunications effectively to solve very specific problems. Fast forward to 2019, and I'm a big proponent and hater of voice spam. So about a year ago, I teamed up with um, the folks at Mutari. I've been, by the way, I, I left Mutari to run home access, came back, been with Mutari for the last 15 years. And about a year ago, I teamed up with a company called Nomo Robo to attack the robocall problem in the United States. And we built a solution that went ahead and leveraged Mutari's unique technology to identify calls using SIP and Nomo Robo's technology to leverage their database of known robocallers that are out there. We collectively work together. I've got a development team. We've got about nine different developers in place to ferret out and defeat neighborhood spoofing, which is one of the biggest problems in 
the marketplace today when it comes to these obnoxious robocalls. So anyway, that's a little mm -hmm. background on me. I've got several patents. I work with a lot of smart people. We like to take creative solutions to complex problems, and robocalls is a very complex problem. I did not know your history at all, so that was very interesting, and thank you for sharing that. Uh, I am curious, you expressed this dislike uh, for uh, robocalls. How do you define spam robocalls? Are, are they one and the same? Are they different? You know, yes it, and, and no. I mean, not all robocalls are spam and not all spam calls are robocalls. So let me give you an example. Uh, Mutari has a technology called Mutari Text. I happen to manage it for the company. And we work with primarily healthcare organizations, and we make millions of robocalls every year on behalf of those organizations. These are prescription refill reminders, appointment reminders for your doctor's office, et cetera. These are all legitimate and wanted calls. They're robocalls. They're uh, automated calls that are made by an auto dialer system to your cell phone. We send text messages out, et cetera. So that's an example of a good robocall. It's not spam. It's something you opted in for, and it's something that you want. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you have robocalls that are being used for nefarious purposes. Uh, one of the reasons why I hate robocalls, it's a personal story. My mom was actually defrauded out of about $3,000. Oh, wow. When yeah, 80-year-old woman, she's, you know, sitting at home. She's got the uh, the landline. Uh, we used to, in the telco world, we used to call her the little old lady in tennis shoes. And it turns out that my uh, youngest son, who was in college at the time, had his identity stolen. He was at a university in Wisconsin where they broke into the database and they got a hold of my son's personal information. And as part of that, they were able to track down my mother. I was on vacation. My mom was at home. My son was safe at school, by the way, but she got a phone call, was uh, started off as a robocall, and she got connected to a scammer who basically convinced her that it was my younger son and that he was in trouble, that he had been arrested, was in jail in Canada, and that she needed to send money so that he could get bailed out. Mm. And please, please, please do not tell my father. Whatever you do, <laughs> you can't let dad know. So here's my mom, 80 years old, gets in her car. She's got the walker, drives down to the grocery store and uses Western Union to wire money to these scam artists. Now, my mom... You know, she was a little older. She didn't quite put it together. He's supposedly in jail in Canada, and she's mm -hmm. wiring money to Miami. But go figure. So anyway, long story short, I get a text message. This kind of shows you generational differences. I get a text message from my son. Grandma keeps calling me. What does she want? Now, understand, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> my son is texting me <laughs> complaining that my mother's calling him I'm like call your grandmother back what do you what do you call what are you texting me for just give her a call back and find out what she wants well i intervene and find out i i call my mother 
and uh, ask her what's going on. And she's being very cagey about it. And so finally I break her down and she tells me what's going on. And I said, mom, Ed's fine. I just spoke with him. He's not in jail. He's not in Canada. And you've been scammed. She just, she couldn't believe it. She was like, no, no, I swear it was Edward that called me, uh, et cetera. So long story short, I had to intervene. I basically firewalled my mom, changed her phone mm. number, changed all of her accounts, did all this stuff, but became very aware and, and very um, angry over this robocall scam uh, issue. Sure. And so when you ask the difference between, you know, what, you know, what is a scam, what is a, um, a spam call and what is a robocall and what the differences are, the difference really comes down to spam calls are any calls that you don't want. And they come down to two types. You have annoying spam calls, and that could be a spam call from for example, an annoying salesperson that you just don't want to speak to that keeps calling you. Mm. Or it could be a scam call like the one that my mother received where she was defrauded out of money. And it, and it ranges the gambit. We're about to uh, uh, enter a new presidential election season. And I guarantee you that the vast majority of Americans will consider the onslaught of political calls that they are about to receive spam calls every single one of them well you're exactly right you know i had not even considered that but yeah that's spot on it's amazing i was talking with um i had mentioned i think nomo robo uh earlier uh aaron foss is the ceo of nomo robo he's a friend of mine and he invented a process to stop robocalls on cell phones the in fact he won an ftc award for stopping robocalls on cell phones. And uh, I asked him, I said, so tell me, you know, do you, do you guys stop? Does your database stop political calls? He said, absolutely. And I said, well, when do you see the worst of it? And he said, the Monday before the Tuesday election is our Black Friday. So oh, <laughs> that is the absolute worst day for robocalls ever. And by the way, all those political calls are considered legal, but I would consider each and every one of them as spam, mm -hmm. especially if you're getting it on your DID at work. That is just the absolute worst time to be interrupted. You're in the middle of trying to get something done and your phone is ringing off the hook with political call after political call. Yes, for sure. And, and you know, we hear the story about your mom, a uh, terrible story. And I, I think about my own mom from time to time that, you know, how gullible she, she could be in a situation like that herself. And, you know, we talk about no more robo and the cell phone. So we talk about a lot about that. But we have not heard the impact to enterprises. Um, but certainly you and Matari Software have, have seen there is an impact to businesses. It's a huge impact. And, and let me uh, kind of uh, draw a picture for you about that. I've, I've actually created a voice spam calculator. We work with uh, organizations all over the country. Uh, many of them are in healthcare, manufacturing. Uh, some have contact centers, some don't. Some are very large, some are very small. Uh, we're working with one organization right now. They're experiencing about a 30% robocall rate. They happen to be a very large healthcare provider in Texas. On a slow day, their spam calls, uh, in this case, mostly robocalls, 
are about 6%. On a uh, bad day, they are as high as 30%. So that's kind of the range for this particular organization. They take in a little over half a million calls basically per month. So when you look at what their costs are, let's say let's say you look at an average loaded rate, labor rate of $45,000. Now, by the way, in healthcare, it's more like 65,000, hmm. but let's just call it 45,000. Okay. And you look at the, and the phone rings, it's a DID, it's a nurse that's being interrupted, it's somebody in the billing office, doesn't matter who it is. According to the University of Irvine, Texas, anytime you're interrupted at work, a digital distraction, your phone rings, whatever it is, your distraction can be up to 23 minutes long. That's just what it takes to recover from it. But let's say you're the ultimate multitasker. You're like, oh, I don't buy 23 minutes. I'm smart. I, I can get, you know, I, I'm back to work, full productivity within a minute. Great. So if you take a half million calls at a 6% uh, spam rate and you're looking at uh, 30,000 calls per month, and let's say we're blocking all of the, those calls at a one minute rate of distraction, at an average salary of 45000 which I mentioned, the cost of that distraction is $0.38. Cents. So if you look at that $0.38 cents times the number of calls blocked, and this is into the enterprise, and we've got data to prove all of this, the monthly cost to the organization in labor loss is over $11,000 a month. Oh, wow. So the cost, the cost of the organization annually is $135,000 per year. And that's just one organization. That's one minute, and that's 6%. If you look at the real numbers, and let's say, let you know, I told you that this rate, and they range from 6 to 30, let's just say it's 15%. And let's say it's not one minute. The University of California, Irvine, says it's 23, right? Let's go with five mm -hmm. minutes instead of one minute. Well, at five minutes at a $45,000 loaded labor rate, and remember, the labor rate's actually more, the cost per distraction jumps to $1.88. Now, I hope you're sitting down because the annual cost to that organization with five minutes is $1.6 million a year in lost labor. And that's just one organization. Now, if you look across the entire spectrum of the United States and all the business interruptions you had mentioned at the top of the podcast, just how many calls are taking place each year, figure half of those are going to business, half of those are going to consumers. We're talking about a multi-billion dollar problem mm -hmm. for business. And nobody, nobody except Utari is addressing it. As you heard from Rich, Mutari has the solution to block voice spam and stop robocalls to your enterprise. He validated the need for the solution by defining the impact to businesses with real dollars that voice spam and robocalls could be costing your organization. Be sure to listen to part two of this informative episode as we dig a little deeper into the technical details of the Mutari spam filter. If you can't wait for episode two, or in the meantime, be sure to check out their website. If you would like to schedule a demo, reach out to us here at His Call. I'll leave you with these encouraging words. Don't be afraid, only believe.
Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.